Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds. Welcome to Nerd Association from the studios of WBNS-FM in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host, Daniel Barnett. And I'm your other host, Mark Finch. We are joined today by J.D. T-Bone Smith of Common Man and T-Bone right here at WBNS. Daniel and T-Bone, what do you think of when I say Batman? I probably first think, I'm Batman. Like <laughs> You say it, and that's the line that comes into my head immediately. Yeah, that's this. I actually, believe it or not, I was going to say that the commercial, the isn't it a Snickers commercial where that happens, where the guy gets knocked out as a football player, which it's good. We're making fun of head injuries in uh, candy bar ads. Yikes. That's that's great. But no, they they bring in like, do you know who you are? And he's like, I'm Batman. And it's like, no, no, you're not. And it's like, I'm yes, I am. And it's that that's what I think of when I hear the phrase Batman. But other than that, I think tortured rich white guy (laughs) which is truly no one is told that story so it's good that they did (laughs) it's fine it's good that someone took on the plight of like the rich white dude and talked about how tortured he is but uh on a, on a less cynical note, I, <laughs> I I also think of Da Na 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 Na, the like animated series. Yeah. Oh, the good, that's see. the best music. Dun 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 dun. Anyway. You're not a na 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 na. I mean, Batman. I don't know. We're gonna get into this. There is certainly a general generational argument when it comes to what who the best Batman is. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. I just stomp on it. We're talking there about who the best Batman today. <laughs> <laughs> with with who, different, who with different is the best Batman. Yeah, different forms of categories, topic. right? They're like, so I think we're gonna try to hit favorite movie Batman first to jump off. Well, first of all, I think we want to talk about my opinion. Okay, I don't know if it's your opinion. I don't know if it's you know T Bone's opinion that Batman is the best superhero, like of them all. Yeah, and I'd Ooh. like to I'd like to make my argument for that. Uh, and if you all have counter arguments, I'd love to hear them. But to me. One, Batman is the only superhero that could actually be. Because a person with lots of money could actually buy the equipment and train themselves physically to be able to do things like glide around Gotham and like shoot a pistol of a, with a grappling hook on it and like fight people in body armor. Like that's possible. So we're talking about Elon Musk now. Well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're wealthy enough and you dedicate it and like you don't have a day job. You, yeah. you could, you know, you could train well enough to be like a detective crime fighter. So I, I have always found Batman to be compelling because of that, mm-hmm. and because he's fallible. Like he can get beaten up. It, you know, there's that old saying that the only thing Superman isn't good at is what he hasn't tried yet. And <laughs> I just, I, I hate that, and it's so unrelatable. In a, in a, I agree with you there. Yeah. I find Superman uninteresting. Superman movies are just like, well, unless there's kryptonite, then what are we worried about? Well, and and in in that way, like Batman's got a Shakespearean character in a way that like. Superman or even Captain America, who I like more than Superman, but still not my favorite, mm-hmm. is very much the like hero's journey type of hero that's kind of... And Batman's a tragic superhero. Yeah. And I just feel like that's more relatable to real people, but also like I can see a situation in which a guy, his parents get killed and he spends the rest of his life not getting over it mm-hmm. and and lashes out violently. That seems like a real thing to me. And so I've always thought, you know, Batman, for all the things about it that aren't realistic, that are ridiculous and fantastical, is the one that I can believe. Well, and he's a little bit like uh, Spider-Man in the way that he's one of the only superheroes who, like, worries about, like, the street level crime. Yeah. Because all the, you know, Iron Man doesn't get out of bed unless there's, you know, Thanos coming to town. Right. <laughs> Whereas Batman just kind of goes out at night and like he does stumble upon these supervillains, but sometimes he's just, I'm not wearing hockey pads and he's just fighting normal crime. <laughs> well, and I, and I think too, the villains in Batman, I mean, I, over the years, I'm sure there have been villain arcs that were not at all realistic, but uh-huh. even most of the villains come from some premise mm-hmm. that is legitimate or you could believe. Yeah. Even And in the comics, obviously, they take a lot more license than they do in the live action. Yeah. T-Bone, where, where do you weigh in on this? Oh, I would say I actually disagree that he is the most, uh, what was the argument, most interesting or compelling. just most compelling? I do think Wolverine mm. is, to me, the most compelling superhero of all time because he does have the grittiness and even though it's it's not as much in question if he can be injured in a fight it is still about like you can still defeat him Mm -hmm. in ways that keep him from fully being able to get you in the moment he just can come back later and then slit your throat with his (laughs) cool adamantium you know 
claws and all that. But like, I, I think Wolverine has that dark side factor that Batman has, which is why I gravitate like my three favorite comic book arcs characters like if i'm gonna go buy a a book or a series of books it's gonna be either wolverine batman or deadpool those are the three guys for because they all have that right they have this like they have something that makes them a different outlier than your you know i'm superman i'm i even iron man with you know tony stark is is the he's very much like batman in the sense that he's a rich guy who can build all these toys or buy all these toys and go fight crime. But I think I I don't know why I just don't get the same edge out of Tony Stark as I do out of Bruce Wayne. And I appreciate that Bruce Wayne is the character. Batman, Batman is who he is. Yeah. Like he, he plays the character of Bruce Wayne. And I feel like I can relate to that more than, you know, the person. And I know Clark Kent does that too, I guess, but I feel like Tony Stark is Tony Stark. He puts on the Iron Man suit to not mess up Tony Stark's face. You sure. know what I'm saying? Well, and the Iron Whereas, Man suit also kind of gives him like actual superhero abilities. Right. Whereas like nothing Batman does, even with all his gadgets, ever makes him super. Like like Daniel said, somebody else can pick up his utility belt and use it if they trained. Well, True. Yeah. Right. That's right. And, and he, yeah. you know, he doesn't fly faster than the speed of sound unless mm-hmm. he's in a special vehicle that can do that, which yeah. has its limitations. Yeah. I mean, he has these cool toys. We'll talk about the different movies, but to talk about the Nolan uh, Dark Knight films, mm-hmm. the thing that I loved about that is you like you could buy that 100% that like a rich dude with a huge megacorp yeah. could fund military research that, oh, didn't work, quote unquote, didn't work, failed, and then use it for his Batmobile and his Batwing. Like that yeah. is yes. super believable to me. I bet I, there are billionaires who have failed products that they like <laughs> that they use. Yeah, probably. Almost <laughs> like I, I do. I agree with that. But I, I do think going back to the Elon Musk thing, Elon Musk has so much more Lex Luthor in him than he does, <laughs> you know, Bruce yeah. Wayne. I feel like I also feel like if there was ever a real life version of Batman, not that they would dress up as a bat, but just some some right. rich guy superhero. And then they pulled the mask off one day and it was like it was Elon Musk. You'd be like, oh, oh yeah, really? <laughs> what? Now I wish the bad guy would have won. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it interesting, too, that that Lex Luthor is a is very much a parallel story to Batman's in so many ways. And yet in that comic, he's the villain like yes yes exactly right i know and that's what i think i think it's so intriguing as well because it does add this level of nuance that you can see how someone who has everything also feel like he feels like he has nothing even though i can't relate to that necessarily they do a good job in all the batman story arcs of showing what drives him is this vast emptiness right and that's something that i feel like is way more heavy than most of the superhero (laughs) stories we ever get to involve ourselves with and it's the same thing that's like i said i like wolverine for the same reasons because you know you've got this whole thing of the government screwing this guy and giving him something he didn't want and then the rest of his life he has to walk around with this kind of curse that a lot of people are like i wish i had that and he's like no you don't which is ptsd (laughs) no you don't like yeah and and that's the thing i'll say about a lot of the grittier in general like batman x-men is very much about parallels to real world things like the mutants of x-men is very much about like segregation and and racial inequality except they're using mutations as the thing yeah um you know wolverine is a guy with he's literally he's a soldier with ptsd like that's his thing um batman is a guy who probably would be diagnosed with ptsd and narcissistic personality disorder yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. whereas superman is just an an actual alien and even kryptonite his weakness never really puts him down like no yeah (laughs) anyway well yeah because like the thing about batman is there are better ways to get over the death of your parents than becoming a mask vigilante <laughs> that's true <laughs> right right and i think yeah. i think the, the difference in this people people who enjoy batman i think relate to batman in whatever small way whereas people who enjoy superman are aspiring to be the cool like yeah. the yes. superman or the cool like perfect person does that make sense i think well, it's just i do i do totally agree with that yes i'm not and i'm not knocking people who like superman no, not at all. There's, there's lots of reasons to like it but i think Instead of giving people inkblot tests, if if they had like a childhood comic book fascination, it would be really good to just sit them down and be like, so of these characters, who did you gravitate towards? Because I think that's going to tell you a lot about your outlook on life. It's going to, you know, like when you see a situation, do you go, I'm going to conquer that? Or do you go, yep, that's going to be a tough deal. And I don't know. Like, yeah, I think you're going to find a lot of differentiation and you might find that people who are 
fans of one, you know, Batman versus Superman, you might find personality quirks that might just kind of even out on those sides that sure. I, think, I think that'd be a real neat little personality test. For sure. I, I think, too, like um, it also says about what you're looking for in your entertainment like Superman's escapism and a lot of superhero films are escapism. Whereas I feel like Batman especially is very much about like facing your demons and usually in the worst possible way, (laughs) as opposed to like becoming like rising above them. It's about shooting through them, like firing through them. You know what I mean? So anyway, yeah, I think on on that point, I think on the one end of of like for entertainment purposes, you have Superman and, some of the other like Hulk is that way the Avengers are that way of like you're escaping to this other kind of weird Mm -hmm. world on the other end of that spectrum has to be like Watchmen that (laughs) where where it's like let's pretend it was all real and just we tweak reality just a smidge and now you put superheroes in there yeah and now how dark does this get and (laughs) yeah you can't just take our reality and add superheroes and just be like it's the same but they're here yeah yeah right and i think (laughs) batman batman goes way more to that watchman side of things yeah and uh well and they and they play with that idea especially with joker like once batman comes along a new class of of villain or like bad guy yeah becomes because well now you're here you've opened the pandora's box like Mm -hmm. all the people who all the weirdos quote unquote (laughs) yes are gonna come after you because you're like them they're like wait you can just put on a mask and do whatever you want right well then i'm gonna do that yeah (laughs) so anyway don't add us we seem to be mostly in agreement that batman is the best Yes. It's okay. You can like what you like. Uh, 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 and unlike most things in nerd culture, where it's there's a right and a wrong, you know, to, to borrow from another franchise, only Siths deal in absolute. So, <laughs> anyway. That's right. So, now, we are going to argue for best Batmans, best, best Batman, best, best of the Batman. Best men, best men best of Bats. Best Batman men. There you go, Batman, <laughs> Batman men. <laughs> and there's the title of the podcast. Who's the best Batman men? <laughs> um, all right, who wants to kick us? Well, who's going with the earliest iteration of Batman? Adam West. First, I, yeah. I wrote him down as Batman Emeritus. Yeah, well, Adam okay. West is, is so lovable, right, yeah. as a human, um, you know. And, and I think I, I touched on this earlier, Batman it, like a lot of things, but Batman especially is generational. Mm-hmm. If you talk to people who grew up in the 60s and 70s and you ask them who's Batman, they're going to say Adam West. Yeah. He's very much the, just like the, all the campy bits of the comics. And in fact, like his costume is the early Batman costume. Like he looks exactly like Batman from the early comics before mm-hmm. Batman right. got super broody. Um, <laughs> super broody, super dude. broody, duty. Uh, but yeah, you gotta love you gotta love the Adam West era. I, well, you know what? I so I will bring up my wife Melissa because mm-hmm. she is uh, she is a huge Batman fan as yeah. well, and we disagree greatly on who we think the best Batman is. More on that coming soon. <laughs> but I brought up to her because I was asking her for her kind of list, and she was running through the different Batman men, and. I said, what about Adam West? And this, her exact reaction was, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, why is that your reaction? She goes, my Batman does not have a pot belly. That was her, <laughs> that's what she said to me. And I thought, you know, I never really thought of that. Because, I mean, every, every kind of like leading man at the time was just kind of this barrel chested guy yeah and the way that they dressed people back then didn't accentuate you know the way people look but you, you compare that to like how batman has looked almost in every other film yeah variation right. but they just give him six packs by just carving it into the suit the armor right? that's not all they gave right hey, hey. hey. Time to talk. We, we don't we'll talk about th- the nipples i was gonna say we're gonna talk some nip coming up we're gonna talk but no but she that was i thought that was very interesting that she brought up that Adam West didn't really look like a muscle bound, you know, you know, Batman yeah, character. Sure. And in, in a way that actually, to me, makes him a little more relatable. Not that he's my favorite, but from the sense that, yeah, what do you think a rich guy in the 60s would have looked like who sure. put on a bat suit? He probably would have <laughs> looked like that. Like he yeah. would have been healthy and strong and all that, but he wouldn't have been super ripped. He would have just yeah. been some guy in a in a kind of weird costume. I, I do. I agree with you. I do. I do understand her reaction in that even though he was the first to portray Batman in real life to mm-hmm. me he's not that did nothing for the like things about Batman that I no. now think are the why Batman perseveres yeah. um 
And, and so, yeah, I had to, as I was, we were, you know, researching for today's episode or thinking about today's episode, I had to remind myself of Adam West. Like, oh, yeah, he was there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's, right. But, yeah. but Batman, as, a, as an icon, would never, like in films, would never have continued if Adam West's portrayal was the way everyone took it from there on out. Yeah. It no, never would have made it. I do think, though, the the villain portrayals that they had, some of the actors they mm-hmm. had back in the day to portray the villains in that oh, series, yeah. you go back and look at those, like, wasn't, um, oh, the guy who was Rocky's trainer, uh, Burgess Meredith. Yeah. He was... Was he was he the penguin? Yes, in that series, I think that's I believe. Correct. Yeah, he was either the penguin or Riddler. I'm pretty sure it was penguin because somebody else like pretty famous was was uh, the Joker. Uh, anyway, go back and look at all those old characters like Eartha Kitt. Wasn't she Catwoman? Yes, it was. It was a very but... interesting cast of very campy, very overdone. But it was like I, I wish kind of someone could take that version of Batman and then like Frank Miller it a little bit, you know, or, or <laughs> I do, right. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's interesting that, yeah, Burgess Meredith was penguin doing a little research. Um, I do think it's interesting that how much you get like all star casts when it comes to Batman. Even yeah. then when Batman wasn't like a property that everyone rushed towards, like everybody wanted to be in Batman. Right. Well, cause he's got so many iconic villains too, which I think that's something that's happened in the Marvel universe is they've been able to just pull random things and then they become big deals, but yeah. they're not like, but most Batman's villains are pretty well known for sure. And they've been in multiple forms of media throughout at least my entire life. Yeah, no, I just, it's, it's interesting. I was thinking about that, like in cast list, like, man, these are everyone in this movie is a big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. Is the hottest, you know, like every Batman movie since, you know the the Michael Keaton ones right. has been a tentpole. They're sure. big action blockbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not. There's no indie Batman. Well, there probably is, but there's. <laughs> we're not talking about the indie Batman <laughs> movies if there no. are any. But yeah, they're just they're huge movies, and they. You can also thank what's going on with superhero movies to Batman for sure. Now I'd like to jump on that point, and I believe my Batman is the next chronologically. Okay, so I'd like to talk about Batman parentheses 1989 yes <laughs> uh, and talk about michael keaton who i think as much as those were not the movies that i grew up as being mm-hmm. the batman movies michael keaton's portrayal of batman is the reason batman looks the way he does in every other movie after yeah. that um you know keaton certainly plays a very good version of like wound too tight <laughs> uh, yeah. guy and 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 uh, bone you hit the nail on the head like he is Batman, and Bruce Wayne is his disguise. Mm-hmm. Like, he is not Bruce Wayne in real life. And and Keaton plays it that way intentionally and to a T that, like, that's who he is. And also, you know, when he was preparing for that role, Keaton thought of Batman as being kind of like a silent film uh, action hero where he tried to portray as much through movement and through expressions and, and using as little wording as possible because both he and Tim Burton felt that Batman was trying to, because he was just a, a, a human, was trying to make himself into this sort of urban legend, this mm-hmm. theatrical thing, this thing that most people probably wouldn't believe unless they saw, which is why there's that scene where he's like, you know, tell tell all your friends who I am, uh, because he's literally trying to spread himself as an urban legend. And that Batman doesn't wear body armor. He wears he wears like a suit, mm-hmm. but he doesn't wear like functional body armor the same way Christian Bale's Batman does. Yeah. He, you know, he lets punches hit him. He lets himself get beat up because he's that much more legendary when he takes the abuse and then just keeps coming back. Um and so he's a, a, almost a thespian Batman and his main tool is fear, which in part is because in that bat suit he really couldn't do a good choreographed fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he. But instead of you know later Val Kilmer would talk about how uncomfortable the bat suit was and how awful it was to act in and how you couldn't even go to the bathroom by yourself. Yeah. Well, Val Kilmer's an accidental movie star, well, so yeah. he doesn't. <laughs> I'm not saying anything nice about Val Kilmer, but the point is, is he complained about it. Michael Keaton was like, "All right, this is a limitation I have. It's it's going to become part of the character now." Yeah. And yeah. and because of that, his movements were so were so unnatural without seeming awkward Mm -hmm. that he just, he did seem like this larger than life kind of icon. And everyone remembers, and I feel like in most Batman media, you you remember the villain as much as the, as the, the, you know, the hero. Yeah. That's certainly the case with the first Batman. 
And I think Christopher Nolan ran with that and intentionally made his movies. Like, Batman's a character, but the villains are what defines each movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Jack Nicholson is so iconic in that role, and because for years he no one could think of anybody but him when it came to the Joker, people kind of overlook the fact that, like, oh, Keaton was doing some really incredible things and was the one who ad-libbed that line. You know, the guy says, who are you? And he said, I'm Batman. <laughs> yes. Like, he was supposed to say, I am the knight. Like, which, yeah. Which either he forgot the line or, you know, or decided he just didn't like it as well. Yeah. It also doesn't make sense that the guy is asking you who you are after you've, like, tell him all your friends who I am and then you don't give him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that also just didn't make it a whole lot of you sense. You figure it out. <laughs> Here, let me give you a metaphor. Yeah. But also that, that when he does speak as Batman, the only thing he does is lower his register mm-hmm. because that wasn't, that wasn't the part that mattered as much as possible. Uh, people weren't supposed to hear Batman. They were only supposed to see him and see him as this larger-than-life figure. So, I, you know, I, I think Keaton's performance is sometimes outshined by the flashier things that came later. Yeah. But it was the thing that defined the way Batman is now and probably will always be is the sort of brooding wound too tight in some form or fashion. And, and also doing the thing that Bone was talking about, that, he, that Bruce Wayne is the is the mask that he puts on. They even mm, they explicitly yeah. do that in Batman Returns, where he goes to a costume party in, in no costume and no one recognizes him. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Th- they so explicitly say, like, this is his costume. <laughs> if he were to wear the Batman costume, <laughs> you know, he would be recognized and that would be who he really was. So. Yeah, yeah I, I think that the one thing that that movie does for me more than any other is, like, when I look at the comic books mm-hmm. of Batman and the comic like the, I'm a big sucker for you know those those two page you know spreads of like the the you know for lack of a better term and I don't know what the comic book term is but the centerfold of the comic book where sure. they show like a giant drawing of a, a fight scene or mm-hmm. Batman you know flying out of nowhere and mm-hmm. landing and it's it's the biggest piece of artwork in the com in that particular book and, and the lighting of those things and the way that they draw that to have all these things that almost don't look natural. Like the lighting does not look natural. No one really looks like that in real life, but that movie seems to capture more of that visual Mm -hmm. for me than any of the other ones. Like just go, just go do a Google image search of any of the, like Michael Keaton, Batman Mm -hmm. and the first like five or six images that pop up. There's like half of his suit is almost white or blue, whatever the lighting is. And that's how comic books tend to look. And I, I feel like, they captured the menacing look of Batman in the comic books as much as any other movie they did it in that one. So from a visual standpoint, I also appreciate just the way that was designed. So that doesn't have as much to do with the actor. but I think Tim Burton did the best depiction of Gotham City as what yeah. we really think it is. Because Nolan's is just Chicago. Schumacher's is, I don't know, a laser tag arena. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's yeah. a, just a totally different... And then all the all the like uh, the newer ones, the Justice League, like that one, like it's not those aren't even really Batman movies, but I will count Ben Affleck in my rankings. Sure. But the because Nolan's not Nolan's like so big picture, right? That he doesn't focus on those kind of details that a Tim Burton would. Well, and and Tim Burton's, I th- I think his intention was to to do exactly what you're saying, uh, Bone, which is to have the best balance of like brooding anti-hero but also paying homage to the comics and particularly Mm -hmm. they didn't do it as explicitly as nolan later did but he was inspired by frank miller's dark knight series like he wanted to get to tap into that visual some while still maintaining the sort of the campy elements to an extent because he knew at the time people wouldn't want a batman who was so brooding and so dark that they couldn't get any fun out of it. I'm glad you you couldn't make that. You couldn't do Christopher Nolan's Batman in 1989. 1989, There's no way that would have flown. Yeah, I'm glad you bring up the campy nature because it was, yeah, they kept kind of, and then they hit hit a wall of camp with George Clooney one. Yeah. And then they come back with Christopher Nolan and he's like, completely real. Sure. This well, can is we, just the world. Yeah, let's not skip. Because so, that's your, our, your argument is for bail, correct? My but, argument is for bail. But, but I will say you are not wrong. The debate is one versus two, sure. but I, there is no problem with those two should be your top two, in my opinion. Do, that's you, where yeah, I see. I think we agree on Michael Keaton and Christian Bale being top two, or no? Do you disagree well, with but, that, Daniel? But I think you're about to make an argument that's a really good argument for an actor who maybe some people don't know, but has one of the more iconic Batman performances, and that's Kevin Conroy. And that would be the next chronologically, so hit us. Uh, yeah, Kevin Conroy, and, and it's probably no shock that 
the X-Men and Batman are two of my favorite comic book series. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was forming into a young teenager or slightly before that age where you still kind of watch cartoons and my little brother would watch them more, but I would kind of be in the room too. Right. There were two great series out. I think both on Fox, they had an X-Men series where I got to see a lot of Wolverine, but also they had Batman, the animated series, which to this day, I will defend as one of the greatest pieces of comic book turned media of uh, put it up with anything for me. I think that tells the Batman story as well as anything we've seen. And of course, because it's a cartoon, it allowed them to do so much more with the story where they could explore you know, some of these other characters that maybe were briefly mentioned and in some cases were never mentioned in the comic books. They introduced characters from Batman, the animated series into the Batman lore. Uh, but just the art, the, the artistry was beautiful, all of that. But it it doesn't come together without the voice actors. And people obviously are very probably aware of Mark Hamill's role <laughs> as the Joker in that. And if you are not. My God, go watch Batman the Animated Series and just watch anything involving the Joker and see another level to Mark Hamill's brilliance. But yeah, in that in that uh, Batman the Animated Series, it doesn't work without Kevin Conroy, who does the voice of Batman. And it allows you to not worry about what Batman looks like, because that's always a factor in the live action features. You can just focus on what does Batman sound like? And that's as good of a that's as good of a voice as anyone. And they also it should be noted did nothing to his voice like he bruce wayne sounded just like batman mm-hmm. they just he said the same things he just had a mask on when he said it but i don't care it's kevin conroy he's awesome and his and his voice is so good i yes, mean that's what i mean and to, right and to me that was my introduction to batman before that the batman movies from mm-hmm. the you know the late 80s early 90s and before even the comics like that was my introduction and i i'm with you 100 percent. i think that it's a brilliant depiction and in fact I had a recurring nightmare as a child after seeing the episode with Scarecrow, uh, the the Batman animated series episode with Scarecrow. And like for two years had a nightmare almost every night with that, (laughs) with that like depiction of Scarecrow. Oh, Batman, the animated series. I want to be very clear as we've talked about before, like, you know, sometimes you have to, these, these things that we love, if you have children, which that's how I view a lot of Mm -hmm. the, the nerd stuff that I watch is what will my kids think of this now? Because I've already got my opinions. Now I'm curious to see what theirs are. Yeah. Batman the Animated Series, I mean, I was probably, you know, 10, 12 years old when that was on. And there are episodes of Batman the Animated Series where you just, at the end of it, it's like, well, the bad guy didn't (laughs) go to jail and Joker's laughing and Batman's just shaking his head. And what did we solve here? Nothing. Like, it's just... It, it was very real life in the sense of sometimes the bad guy just he doesn't lose, but he doesn't win. Sometimes Batman doesn't throw you in the back of the squad car and you drive off yeah. to the jail. Like sometimes you think you've won and then you haven't. And the Joker leaves a little note or a little something and you hear his laughter. And that's the end of the episode. It's not it's <laughs> not like another, it all wrapped up tidy every single time. Yeah. That's another reason why the I think the argument for Batman being the most compelling superhero is there is because. The good versus evil is very complex, mm-hmm. yes. much more than you'll you'll see in most superhero media. Well, and you know, to to touch on that too, about how dark it could get, the the crew behind Batman the animated series were also the first ones to tackle the Killing Joke in a in a uh-huh. you know off the page. Mm-hmm. Which, if folks aren't familiar with the Killing Joke, oh, holy God, yeah, Joker just kills lots of people, <laughs> and <laughs> and people that are really important. And in that one, it's to turn uh, Commissioner Gordon. He's trying to to break Commissioner mm-hmm. Gordon, but but that sort of reasoning for the Joker is very much what Nolan was tapping into when he did The Dark Knight and Heath Ledger's Joker is very much trying to take good men and tear them down. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's to your point about the people behind Batman the Animated Series doing that one. You you can even get some of that darkness in uh, the animated series when you go look at yeah. Um, there's an episode of do you remember Clayface? Oh yeah. The Clayface <laughs> episode. I'm telling you, if you've not seen this people, they're on I want to say they're on Amazon and they're like two or three bucks an episode. So, you know, break down, spend ten bucks and watch three or four of these yeah. just to get a picture of it. Watch a Joker one, watch the Clayface one where it's this uh guy who's trying to recapture 
he was an actor, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the in the cartoon, he's trying to recapture his old look because he's been deformed, and so it goes too far. An experiment goes wrong, and he ends up being this clay being that can change into anything, right? And the way that one ends is they're in like a TV production room, and Batman puts on all the faces that this guy used to be, all the different faces he used to act as. And this guy starts transforming into all those actors or all those those pictures Characters, of himself. Yeah. And and it, he kind of like spazzes out and, and flips to a point where he can't stop it. And they kind of just leave him there going crazy. Yeah. And, and then they come in and, you know, I think the police end up coming in and getting him. But like it was as a kid, it was like, what are they trying to say with this? Like that we're like we're all wearing a mask or we should never try to wear it like it was just very complex to take in that one and then go watch the ventriloquist one you oh, remember that yes holy they God. had a they had a ventriloquist bad guy where the the guy who would hold the puppet was just this very basic looking bald guy with glasses really not unassuming yeah but he had a puppet that was like a gangster puppet that had you know was, you know, hey, get over here, Maxie, you know, like that kind of thing. And he had a real gun that he would shoot at people. And so there's an episode or there's a part where Batman starts telling the puppet that the puppeteer is the informant who's told everyone about all his secrets and where their next hideout was going to be. And he turns on the puppeteer and they have this dialogue <laughs> where <laughs> you're sitting there going, what the hell is happening? It was trippy. It was... Not neat and and well like well groomed for like a little kid's mind. It was it was challenging even me as like a ten year old to like try to understand what they're doing here. And if you couldn't figure it out, they were okay with that. They didn't care. Well, and it's worth mentioning that almost all of of Batman's villains throughout the comics, but especially in the animated series, they they take a point of saying they all come from Arkham Asylum. Like yeah. these are people, and not that. I don't think you should tread lightly when it comes to depictions of mental illness, but like that's, that's where they're going. They're like taking the most, the caricaturesque Mm -hmm. depictions of particular mental illnesses and making them into villains. And I think it's, I mean, that's one of the things that makes it all so horrifying. And then the ultimate irony is that Batman is suffering from mental illness too. Oh, for sure. Again, (laughs) they're all, they're all just broken people. And that's the point where like Batman isn't that different from the people he goes out and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, tries to stop. I, I, I got that more in that. And I think now a lot of superhero movies have really touched on that, especially in like the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. They've all tried to kind of make yeah. that connection. But that was something that I got from Batman very early on that I didn't remember getting from many of these other pieces that I would watch. Right. Um, one last little on that one other episode <laughs> to watch from Batman, the animated series is the one where all the villains are together. They're playing cards mm-hmm. and they're discussing <laughs> like, remember that time I almost, it was, I think it's like literally it's, almost got him or. Show, yeah. 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 And it's but it's like they're going back over all the times where they almost got Batman and they're retelling these <laughs> stories. The way that one ends is just chef's kiss. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, and I won't spoil it for you, but go watch that one. If you're go if you've never watched Batman, the animated, animated series, start there. That's the episode. So then Batman as a property languishes for a, at least 10 years. I mean, there's animated stuff. and then Well, the animated stuff was still going, but like as Nightwing far as... Nightwing and all that, you know, Batman Beyond and those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as far as an actual, like, you know, a visual property, it's 1989 and then 2008 is well, well, the D- Dark Knight, had, right? No, but we had the... Uh, what about Val Kilmer and George Clooney? Val Kilmer oh, yeah. and George Clooney movies. Well, I'd rather forget about them. <laughs> they exist. <laughs> they are fun. <clears throat> But they so are terrible. You, okay. So I look at those Especially as... Especially Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I look at those, though, as if you really want to be... Uh, what's the term? Purist? You, well, no, I was going to say the, the video game term for... You just want to get the whole thing. You don't... Oh, you, a completionist? You play, yes. You want to be completionist. You need to <laughs> go go through those. But from the... Sta- or, or maybe you just want to see something that's really off the wall like sure i don't know i mean jim carrey as the riddler has that one's good casting that one's okay that one like batman and robin is like a a, you watch because it's a bad movie i wouldn't go as far as to say it's so bad it's good but you watch it because it's just so terrible it's It's just yeah it's in it's in the same camp as plan nine from outer space like you know going into it that it's a bad movie. i will say this clooney's my bottom 
But I do rank. <laughs> well, that's a hell of a phrase. <laughs> I think great. a lot of people share that sentiment with you, Chops. There you go. Yeah, like I mean, hey, there's. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, sorry. Clooney is my lowest ranked. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Val Kilmer, I do rank ahead of Ben, ben Affleck, though. Because those movies are such a slog and no fun at all, and superhero movies should have some fun to them. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the Ben Affleck. I know we're jumping out of chronological order, but I mean I don't I don't make the rules here. I just thought it might no. be an, an interesting way to tackle it. But yeah, I'll, no, just, I'll just say this with the Ben <laughs> Affleck thing. I almost forgot he was a Batman. Like I, I yeah. had to remind because I have so <laughs> little regard for those movies that or for well i'm I'm mostly thinking of batman versus superman but like i just uh, that one in particular i i hate so much and it disappointed me on so many levels flames on the side of my face i just nobody clue i um i did forget about val kilmer i'll admit that i only today was like oh yeah yeah oh yeah he did play batman i think i will say i feel like parts of val kilmer's performance seem like it's michael keaton if you're not thinking too hard and then also parts of that movie because they're both it's the other joel schumacher one yeah seems like it's the george clooney one and then yeah he just kind of gets lost in between keaton and clooney he's like one of the forgotten bonds you know what i mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so i think i think it's fair can we all say that we so in our top three we have christian bale and michael keaton for sure yeah um, and then I have Kevin Conroy and a, you do too, Daniel mm-hmm. chops. Is that your, who do you have in your top three? Who's your third Batman or is there a third? My third goes regardless? to Val Kilmer because I didn't put Kevin Conroy directly into my top list. Yeah. I was thinking more of the live action and I haven't, I mean, I saw some of the Batman animated series when I was a kid, but it's not something that. I can sit here and name an episode and be like, yeah, that one. So. No, I'm telling you, and that's okay. I, I encourage everyone who is more like your age chops that didn't maybe get to watch it when they were mm-hmm. on. Because I had to go back and rewatch a few, and I remembered that they were good, and then I rewatched them and thought, these aren't going to hold up. Well, Conroy also they does do. uh, Batman Beyond, right? Yeah. yeah. And that yeah, they, that they, I remember yeah. more. That was more of my Yeah, your era age time, of Batman and cartoon. Which is kind of what they were going for with Ben Affleck, but they didn't give him... A Batman, like he, they didn't no. give him the 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 mentee. Dick Grayson, yeah, yeah. So then you just have this older Batman who's just miserable, more more so than Batman is miserable right. all the time. Well, and I think that's so. Michael, surprise for people who don't know this, Michael Keaton is going to play Batman yes. in the upcoming Flash movie as an old sort of you know defunct Batman, is my understanding. Um, which, by the way. Uh, w- w- come back to where I want to come back to this portrayal when we are when we finish talking about the Nolan ones because I think mm-hmm. there might be an important connection that I rewatched those not too long ago yeah uh, and was like why haven't they done this yet and it might okay. answer that question so anyway Christopher Nolan's Batman movies yeah. chops hit us where do you start with Christopher Nolan's Batman movies like we've already said probably Batman Begins yeah well <laughs> that would make sense so like we said it immediately is just so much more grounded everything you see in the movie you could like fully believe exists which is a huge change from the Joel Schumacher ones mm-hmm. where it's just everything is camp nothing is serious but they're still taking it seriously right in a way and it's just like it's just so strange so then you get yeah you get a total tonal shift and a total shift in what it looks like to you so it starts with him training with uh Ra's al Ghul mm-hmm. up in the mountains of wherever is. Yeah. yeah and he, then he finally comes back to to Gotham and using his training becomes Batman and then uh using his resources becomes Batman as well, which I think is, that's kind of one of the coolest ones is, yeah, we don't get a uh, origin story of Batman until Batman begins, Mm -hmm. which it is cool. Like that's always interesting parts. I mean, they've made too many origin movies at this point, but they are fun to like, see like figuring out the stuff. He's testing out all the stuff with, uh, with Lucius Fox and does it come in black? And yeah. Yeah. And so then the Nolan ones just, uh, they just hit home as you're seeing something more true to life. Right. Um, because they basically filmed, like I said earlier, all in Chicago. And Pittsburgh. Well, can I throw in on the Raza Ghoul part of that? Yeah. Um, I think it's, I know maybe some people didn't like them going down that, that pathway. But for me, I always think it's interesting in life when you run into someone 
who uh, let, let's just like to take a totally off the wall example, like someone who has an art car. Have you ever seen those yeah. where people mm-hmm. have like decorated their entire car? They hand paint it. They put little figurines on it. Mm-hmm. The one in Columbus, that car. Have you yeah. ever seen that one? Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. There's one in Columbus. I'm always fascinated to know what were the 19 steps in this person's <laughs> life that eventually <laughs> twisted them or turned them to the point where it's like, I'm not only going to have my car, I'm hand painting it because <laughs> like, I, I would love to know that backstory because yeah. we know that we've got this thing happening. How did we get there? And sometimes I feel like with Batman or with any superhero in the movie, if you're just watching it where it's like, well, of course, yeah, Batman has to save the world because he feels compelled to do so. It's like, yeah, but why? Why is he not just this rich guy who's like, eh, eh, you know what? Well. And world screwed and and this is and it's screwed and it's going to burn and I don't care I'm buying a private island see y'all later like at least the Raza Ghoul part of that gives you some of the reason why he eventually decides to build his version of an art car aka yeah. the Batmobile yeah. like you get why he has gone to these lengths because of how down he was and then who brought him out of it and then of course the ultimate betrayal now you kind of it's like oh okay it makes sense why this guy is so obsessed with trying to to stop that guy and why he loses steam halfway and then he eventually comes back and why he's so conflicted and all that stuff i think i I think it's a very key moment to the rest of that series if you don't have raza ghoul i don't think it it hits as well well and and the point of those three movies raza ghoul the joker and bane are terrorists and remember yeah. that 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 series is very much a response to 9-11, post 9-11 America. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that, you know, looking at these threats that can be can be present and then how extreme the response is to them. Yeah. Because those movies are very much a response to the Patriot Act and everything that came with that. I mean, they yeah, directly right. touch on that in The Dark Knight. Where and they, he, they go back to the complexity of the villains for Batman, whereas like... It, the way I look at it is like kids can totally understand the Joel Schumacher ones. Mm-hmm. They make mm-hmm. sense. This guy's good. This guy's bad. In Batman, there's that gray area of, of good and bad. But then also like just like even the crimes they do, like how can a kid like fully understand the the you can choose the boat blowing up or right. the girl in this building? And then even Bane, like Bane like destroys the stock market. Yeah, like that's something a kid like they don't, and like that's part of the movie. Well, and 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 that's because for the first time that you know Batman, the Batman movie was based off of the the graphic novel for explicitly for adults. Like mm. Frank yes. Miller's Batman yes. is not for children. Do not show it to your children. <laughs> no, uh, like as much as the animated series gave me nightmares as a kid. Uh, the Frank Miller ones like are going to teach your kids some things they don't want to know. Uh, also, that's where the line uh, that or is everyone familiar with? I'm the goddamn Batman comes in is from uh, is from yes. the Frank Miller, the Dark yes, Knight. Right. Yeah. No, I, I and and for my money, I mean, I needed to argue on behalf of Michael Keaton because I wanted to have an opinion that was different. But the the Nolan movies are my favorite Batman movies, and mm-hmm. I and I think Nolan admitted that it was way less about Batman, way more about the villains, and making them interesting and complex. Um, and yeah, yeah I, and I, I and I think that does a really good job of it. And I also think it's worth pointing out that, at least in my mind, my three favorite Batman properties. Mm-hmm. Well. I like Lego Batman too. So <laughs> yeah, well, th- but, but, but God about shout Lego out to Batman. Will Arnett. Oh, Will Arnett is in my top three. I don't care. <laughs> He's my third because I think Will Arnett's Batman is got its own merits. But um, but but as far as like Dark Knight series that or the you know the right bat, the sec- the Nolan Batman, then you've got Batman the animated series and then the original Batman movies with you know yeah. uh, Michael Keaton. In each of those, the Joker is really strong. Yeah. Like when they get to the Joker story, mm-hmm. you had Jack Nicholson play the Joker. Mm-hmm. You had obviously Mark Hamill, like we talked about, and and everyone is aware of Heath Ledger's performance. So right. I, I I think even though Heath Ledger clearly is not in all three of those movies, he couldn't be. But like the fact that when you get to the Joker story, there's not a like, oh, man, this is your Joker. That sucks. <laughs> like Joker is arguably more compelling in each of those movies or sure. properties. And that's what I think makes it fun is that. That if if he's more compelling than Batman, or at least as compelling, then there's a chance that he's also better at yeah yeah, yeah. like and, and if you don't feel there's a formidable opponent, it's not as fun of a movie well, at least not for me or as fun of a story. You mentioned this, Daniel, that uh, a lot of the Batman movies can be traced back to who is the villain, and I would say even down to like 
George Clooney, like the Joel Schumacher ones, even those villains are good because Arnold Schwarzenegger is allowed to be super campy. That's right. part of it. And so he just, you know, he busts in, he's making ice puns. And I'm like, perfect. As long as you're chewing the scenery and buying in, then at least there's a reason it looks like this. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, those movies aren't entirely without their merits. I just, you know. I would rank, I would rank the Zack Snyder ones lowest. Of all the movies. And I'll admit I haven't seen them because I heard so many bad things and I didn't want to be sad. I've seen, okay. <laughs> I've seen Justice League. I did not finish Batman v Superman. Okay. Can I tell you why I hate Batman v Superman? Of course you can. And, That's and what, I, this is a spoiler you're on, alert. You're on a nerd show. <laughs> I know. Chops, this is this is the spoiler alert for you. But the no, I don't care that, about the spoiler. I'm not going to that, finish it. The thing that kills me in that one, because so if for those who haven't seen it, Batman figures out that if he puts this like kryptonite on a steel tip of something, I can't remember. He's got something that can pierce, you know, Superman. Right. And then it has kryptonite on it. That's going to kill Superman. And so he, for the good of everyone, has to do this. Meanwhile, like Lex Luthor has obviously pitted them against each other. And this is, you know, they, they're slowly, they, they don't really realize this, that they're, they're fighting this battle that they really don't need to fight. Like a proxy war, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, as he is, and he's wearing like all this protective gear because he's Batman and he has this like giant, you know, metal outfit <laughs> he's on. He's a Gundam. <laughs> yeah. So eventually he, he's, he's killing Superman and Superman is having like flashbacks and he says like, say goodbye to Martha for me. And I, I think, isn't that both of their moms' yeah. names? Save yeah. Martha. Save Martha or something. Yes. Yeah. And then... Batman, you know, Ben Affleck's like, what did you say? Martha. How do you know that name? Who's Martha? How do you know Martha? And it's like, that's my mother's name. And it's like, what? That's my mom's name, well, too. And it's like, that, well, hold on a second. Now I don't have to murder you because my mom and your mom have the same name? Like, what are we talking about? That was the whole reason yeah. he stops killing him. It's and so I thought, dumb. we're not what? so different, like, you and I. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it was like, that's your, that's your way to uh. break through? Maybe some people thought that was brilliant. I just. No. I was nobody. literally sitting in the. I hope not because i'm sitting like, in the theater going i was thinking the whole time they both have mom's name martha <laughs> which uh, maybe i'm just not a big enough fan yeah. of superman that's made up for that movie right was his his mom's name was never i martha don't i don't know dad's name no. is kevin costner that's all i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't even remember but it was just like say yeah say goodbye to martha and i'm like what? can you imagine in the writer's room when someone was like well you know superman's dumb mom's name is also martha well not his real mom her name's like Kal El, (laughs) and and then Zack Snyder was like, "That's it, we got it, we got the final scene." We said Martha in in Superman, which is that's not Superman Returns. I don't know. What's the? I don't watch. Oh, it's Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, we she said we said her name was Martha once. People will remember that, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, I agree. And and I've never seen those movies, and I know that that's the end of that movie, and why I was like, oh god, I don't even want to waste my time. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's the the moment is where he says like, why did you say that name? And then they you know they explain it. So it's just yeah, that's what that that killed it for me. I I couldn't. couldn't Somebody has the same name as your mom. It doesn't matter how much you hate them. You are now friends. Yeah, that's it. That's all it is, right? If you if that's all you have to do. Now, what if actually what happened is that Batman had been put into a trance and that was like his word? Like he's like a sleeper agent? <laughs> and that and that and that Lex Luthor told like, "Hey, if you say his mom's name, it'll it'll make him kick out of his trance and he's no yeah. longer Batman." Then that's more interesting. You the know Manchurian what? Honestly, Batman is yeah, that what's if going they on? Set it up anywhere in the movie that like that that had been programmed into him, like Lex Luthor's been whispering into Bruce Wayne's ear while he sleeps during the day. Yes. Then then you could forgive that. But honestly, that's the only way. Is if it yeah, Manchurian Batman. That's exactly or, it. I mean, we're missing it right here. It's it's clearly the Batman One last thing. I think we should bring this up because there are I, I know my wife would would be very frustrated if it did not come up in this discussion. She does not like Christian Bale's Batman at all. Like, Swear to me. Yes, she does not like it because of the fact Where is that she. she yes, <laughs> well, we were when so we went to see that movie in the theater, and as we were walking out, you know, we were just like, "So what did you think?" And she's like, "I don't know. I really don't like his voice." And I'm like, "Really? That was your hangup?" So we're having that little discussion, and these guys right in front of us, this guy who clearly did not hear us talking about that, but he looks at his buddy and is like. Batman needs a throat lozenge. Like just, <laughs> so, and, and that is stuck in my head that 
I love that about that Batman, but she can't stand it. Well, so, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Fun but. fact, Christian Bale couldn't stand it either. Chris Nolan made him redub all of his lines with that voice. <laughs> really? Because he, he decided that Batman needed to have a different voice. Christian Bale originally wanted to do it more like Michael Keaton. Ah, okay. Now, See, now here's my logic on why I like it. Is yeah. because I feel like that's totally a dumb thing that a rich guy with little <laughs> would imagination think. would do. <laughs> it's like, how do I disguise my voice? And it's like you could get some, you know, Bane voice, you know, like you, you, yeah. are, you live in the dark. I was born in the dark. Like you could do that. that or only then can I tell you when to die? Like, <laughs> yes, you could do that. Or you could just do what a rich guy would do and be like, what other voices do I know? Okay, this is why. So can I tell you, next time you watch The Dark Knight, I, I love that movie and I take Take it pretty seriously but there's one scene that i always crack myself up with which is during the party in the penthouse and the joker comes in and he you know he gets oh, rachel yes. and go sometime go to the story about that scene is very cool because the I first know, time yes. anyone saw heath ledger in the makeup and they all their reactions are real but so he goes up and he's saying oh you got a little fight me i like that and batman's line is then you're going to love me. <laughs> but every time I watch it, for some reason, the thing I think about, and if your kids are listening right now, this isn't for them, I always think, I'm rock hard right now. <laughs> and so every time I watch it, I crack up so hard because I just can't. They're just so, they're just so. Love, that is one of the few. That's one of the right few. Now. <laughs> the few moments in that movie where it's like <laughs> Batman is really living for this. I don't oh, yeah. like I don't get the sense in most of those Christopher Nolan movies that Batman is like, yes, I get to have all these fights. He's more like, well, I have to do this right. Like this is this is what I'm this is what I should be doing. But there are some of the campy aspects of Batman in the older series where it's like Batman's just so excited to be doing it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's his real M.O. I no, think he, I think it is. I think they play to that really hard, especially where where Alfred's like, oh, you, you decided the night you come back, you're going to destroy half of Gotham with your stupid tank. <laughs> like you couldn't, you couldn't have just like well, kicked a guy in the head. You had to come in and destroy a highway system. I, I think, yeah, but, the thing but that, he argued, but his argument always in that seems to be Alfred. If I don't do this, the world's going to fall apart. Like he puts this pressure on himself, I, even if you're right that he's wrong. But I, even though Gotham think, was fine the whole time he was gone. Remember that of Christian course. Bale's role right before this was American Psycho. And so they are they intentionally got him to be like the well-groomed yuppie psychopath to play Batman. Yeah. Like that was his selling point for this role. And I think they play ba Batman's narcissism better than any, any others where like it, he really doesn't have to do these things. He yeah. could do he could be way more subtle and he he Bale's a really it. good Bruce Wayne on top of being. Oh, a good yeah. yeah. In, in the sense that like he is a huge narcissist. He has to do mm -hmm. it has to be this big theatrical thing for him. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be that. He could do yeah. all these other things and be a lot more subtle about it and still put on a, you know, a mask and a cape and get to fly around. A few last things I wanted to hit. Yeah. Best Batmobile. Yeah, that's the, another the, great argument. The canyon jumper, the, Is, br the bridge jumper from from uh, from Nolan's. I just again, I, yeah. I love the Plus it, it separates into the the bat or the bat bike. What happens to the Batmobile after he does that? It blows does up. It, it, okay, that. Just yeah, blows it, up. You're right. It, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Keaton's is cool though because they used to have it at Six Flags. Yeah, I mean it's very cool looking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's there's a whole car culture around guys who have made that. Yeah, and there, there's a guy I want to say out in Arizona, New Mexico, somewhere out west, who has made one and he drives it around and <laughs> it's it's beautiful. Like, yeah, it, it is it is stunning. And he built it from the ground up. I don't think he got any repurposed parts for it. It's just a guy who you know loves like modifying cars and he just built his own. Um, that is that is actually I think that one is really cool. That's my wife's favorite too. Yeah. She wanted me to bring that up, <laughs> but she she loves those. She loves the Batmobile. But I I actually would really like to see maybe someone has take the the cartoon version from the animated series and make that one yeah into a, a real life looking one because it kind of. If you know what a Chrysler 300M is or like a Rolls Royce, which obviously is probably yeah. a better example, like it, it feels like it's it looks like a long stretched out Rolls Royce in the front. It looks totally impractical to drive, but it had a flame shooting out of the back of it, just like the one from the movie. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I like that one, but I agree that the Nolan Batmobile is for sure the one that would probably actually exist again, like all everything in that movie. That's the one that's the most believable and the oh you would like morgan freeman in that part was like 
what is it called? What is it called? The 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 tumbler? Oh that yeah, the he, tumbler. That's right. He's like, oh, the tumbler. Oh, oh you wouldn't love that. <laughs> he's that's so, one of my favorite so, moments in any so Batman good. series. Yeah, yes, he's so of good course. In that movie. And, and then he, the last like two things I wanted to hit. Looking forward. Yeah. T Bone, this is similar. J Lo, my fiance, wanted me to throw this out there that people need to put m- more excitement and more respect behind Robert Pattinson becoming Batman. Robert Pattinson gets such a bad rap because he was in the Twilight movies. But he actually make he's a really good actor and he makes some pretty good movies. So I'm excited for that. I yeah. think it's a good direction. But it's also going to be weird because if the Snyder Cut does indeed come out, like they're saying it is, and then you've got Keaton in the Flash movies, mm-hmm. and then you'll have Robert Pattinson. We were talking about how Batman is so much a period of its time yeah. and like generational. Well, we'll have like kind of like three current Batmans in new right. quote unquote movies and that'll be like the first for that to happen well, I feel like and I, here's my argument I think they're bringing Keaton back to see how that does mm-hmm. but remember at the end of Nolan's Batman Joseph Gordon-Levitt is clearly set up to be yep. Nightwing okay. and I think there is a little bit of testing the waters that Michael Keaton would play the Bruce Wayne to he's not Dick Grayson in that movie he's Robin whatever John yeah. something yeah I think I think they're setting that up as a possibility so I agree with you we could have like many generations of Batman well, appearing like, on the screen within like the same but that, year you know or what two. though here's the, I'll only say to that is welcome to comic books yeah like and I'm 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 not the voracious comic book reader that that some of the people who listen to this I'm sure are but I'm just saying like Get get into it and find your lane and find the one that you love mm-hmm. and then go enjoy that. And if yeah. you don't if you don't like the Robert Pattinson one, well then don't watch it. Right. Like I, I understand I think it could be very interesting because I do think he's a good actor. I don't know what this direction's gonna be. And I like the possibilities that exist. I may go watch that movie and hate it. But I was the same <laughs> way with Ben Affleck. Like I didn't personally think Ben Affleck would make the best choice. But I was willing to give it a chance yeah. because and I, I want to like I think Batman is such a compelling character that there are millions of different ways to kind of take his story. And so, yeah, I'm I'm OK with I don't let's, think Ben Affleck goes. did a terrible job either. Like Clooney oh. didn't even want to be there. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, no, I, that's different. I was yeah. excited for the Ben Affleck casting. I when people were like, oh, I can't even believe that. I was like, that's perfect. Like, <laughs> look at his chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I like, mean, that does kind of matter. Let's not forget this guy's an Oscar award winner. Like he can be taken seriously just because he made. What was it? Geely? Like, yeah. 20 <laughs> years ago like forgive him you, you know, know what and, and i don't know maybe you'd make, maybe. Dumb, you'd make dumb movies if you were having sex with j-lo too like <laughs> sorry Ryan. I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't made any dumb movies I, <laughs> yep i realized that i realized that joke as soon as i was done with it. anyway just remember, just remember george clooney is his bottom so that's i will uh i will only add to this that i think that there's there's a lot with batman that we we sometimes like think we know what direction it's going to go in or what direction it has to go in and Mm -hmm. i felt the same way about star wars and some of these other movies let's let these guys play the thing like let's let's let the people who are good at this the directors the writers a lot of them have been nerding out on this stuff for as long or longer than you and i have Mm -hmm. and so let's see where they and then sure we judge it once it's out but but okay, not they, preconceived. They yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying do whatever you want. Like boycott the movie if you're so mad about it. I don't care. But for me, I'm going to go enjoy it, or I'm going to look forward to seeing what it is. And right. then when I find out that maybe it sucks or it's not what I was hoping, yeah, my problem really with Ben Affleck wasn't that he was necessarily terrible as Batman. It was that I didn't really care for the story and the mm-hmm. motivations and everything and the way they kind of went with it. It just. His performance wasn't... Hell, I didn't think his performance in Daredevil was bad either. I mean, I thought he was fine in that. It was okay. Maybe I'm the only one. I don't remember anything about Daredevil. Did you ever see that? No. Remember the Daredevil movie? I know that he was in one now that you say that, but I... He was Daredevil. Yeah, I know. The Daredevil movie being bad, also I think it's lumped in with the Catwoman that came out at the same time. Because that movie's really bad. Yeah, poor Halle Berry. Yeah. But also Michelle Pfeiffer. That was... What a great Catwoman! Oh well, and, and Anne Hathaway, man, she, yeah. she does it for me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we should also point out that that was when the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil was Benifer. I mean, yeah. that was Jennifer Garner was. Uh, oh yeah. Um, what's her character's name? Well, Electra. Yeah. Yeah, she was in that too. So, yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm not saying that was the best one. I'm, I'm definitely not defending that movie. I'm more or less saying that 
I don't think president. he was. This is turning yeah, into a daredevil defense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's not, well, yeah, we probably have gone too far off track on so, that. So that about wraps it up. I'd like to thank our special guest today, J.D. T-Bone Smith. You can catch him every weekday on 97.1 The Fan, WBNSFM here in Columbus on Common Man and T-Bone. Thanks for coming on and sharing your opinion and your wife's opinions and for uh, helping us liven up this conversation about the Batman. Thank you, T-Bone. Yeah, glad to do it, guys. Folks, I know earlier I said don't add us, but I'd like for you to add us. Go on to, uh, <laughs> I don't care, give us your hatred. It gives me attention. Yeah. I feed on it. <laughs> yes. Um, if you can find us on Twitter, you can add us there uh, by searching for nerd underscore asoc, N-E-R-D underscore A-S-S-O-C. Tell us what you think. Who's the best Batman? If you hate us for not liking Superman, that's fine. You can do that, too. Take yourself really seriously. But let us know. But let us know about it. Or you can email us at nerdassociate@gmail.com. You can give us ideas for upcoming episodes. Maybe you could even be one of our nerds and come on and talk about something you're passionate about. So until then, add us, email us, you know, give us all of your love and affection, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Yeah.